Hey, I'm Zach. I'm the lead pastor here at Restore. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. I hope that this message encourages you. I hope that it inspires you. And I hope that it causes you to dive deeper into God's word. I also hope that you have some community around you that you can talk through some of these things with. Now, I want to remind you that we are in the middle of our year in the story, which is really this deep dive into God's great story and our place in it. If you'd like more information about that or more information about our community here at Restore, you can get that on our website at restoreaustin.org. We'd really love to see you soon. Thanks for listening. Hello. How are y'all doing? Good. Can we thank the worship team? Awesome. Awesome. Hey, do you guys want to know a secret? Ah, well, of course you do, right? Because there's something truly fascinating to us about secrets, especially when they're juicy, right? And you want to know the juiciest type of secret there is. Oh, you guessed it, family secrets. Did you know that researchers say that most families have secrets? And this isn't surprising, right? Because not all secrets have to be earth-shattering or life-changing. They're not all huge, right? They're not even all negative. But the truth of the matter is that most families have them. And full disclosure, I know a thing or two about family secrets for a couple of reasons. First is because I'm literally studying them. So as Zach said, I am a doctoral student at UT. Huckam Horns? Yeah. And I study family communication there. And I am researching and writing my dissertation on family secrets. And that research is what some researchers refer to as me-search. And that's because that research is influenced by my own experiences. I'm sort of researching and was really inspired to research family secrets because of some things that happened in my own life. And so because of that, when I'm asked, what's one of your favorite scriptures or what's something that you'd really want to share, as Zach asked me just a few months ago, I know that my favorite scripture and the things that come from it, the context that surrounds it, the reason why it means something to me is inextricably intertwined with the topic of secrets. You see, in recent years, I've found out through various means that there were some things I didn't know about my family. When I was growing up, I, I didn't know these things, and there were many people who share this experience with me. And so one important thing that you'll hear today is that secrets matter. Family secrets matter. Because as much as we know that our families affect us, our family's secrets affect us too, even if we don't know how. Knowing the secrets that our families once kept could be key to understanding what plays into the things that we ourselves do. And knowing what God says about all of those things can lead us out of darkness that we've struggled through for far too long. And so I know some of you are probably in here saying like, no, Camille, listen, hey, I, I, my family didn't keep secrets. We were really open, and we were all very honest. And to that, I say, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Or maybe your family was just really good at keeping the secrets, right? And maybe they were even good 
at keeping them from you. So before I share one of my favorite scriptures with you, I want to unpack secrets a little bit for us. Why would a family keep secrets? To truly begin to understand the the effects of family secrets on each of our lives, it's important to understand what leads us to conceal family secrets in the first place. Now, remember, secrets aren't always negative, and they don't always involve some some sort of wrongdoing or sin, but a lot of times, many times, they do. Whether your secret is an affair, or drug use, or less than above board business dealings, the reasons for secret concealment often boil down to one key thing, concern over perception. Sure, there are reasons, there are many other reasons that people keep secrets, but in many cases, the true impetus for keeping them is a deep anguish over how you will appear to others. When I've asked people about their family secrets, and they have shared many, many compelling accounts, no matter the type of secret, whether an individual was keeping a secret from the rest of his or her family, or whether a few members of a family were keeping secrets from the rest of their family, or whether an entire family was keeping a secret from the outside world, whether the reasons for the secret or the circumstances were seemingly selfish or completely understandable, inevitably, people were worried about what others might think of them. I can't admit to my children that I have a problem with addiction or they'll see me differently as a parent. I can't tell my mother that I'm failing out of college because she'll be so disappointed in me. I can't share with my family that my business is going under because they'll no longer see me as independent and a strong provider. And sometimes those concerns are founded, right? Sometimes it all makes sense, but God has something to say about all of this. In Luke 9, 23, Jesus is speaking here, and he said, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. You see, when we choose to conceal secrets within or from our families, especially those secrets that could greatly affect our families, we are refusing to deny ourselves. Think about it. We could be so concerned with looking a certain way to others that we would keep something from the people that we say we love the most. I was, I was married once before your father, you're adopted. Your mother and I filed for bankruptcy. Now, I I know your pushback, right? Perhaps in some cases we feel like, like maybe we're protecting the people that we're concealing from. We're doing it for their own good. And, And to be honest, maybe that's sometimes how we really truly feel. But if we really dig deep and we're truly honest, A lot of it has to do with number one. And this creates a world of problems, not the least of which is a false sense of concealment. Because we can't hide things from God. It's impossible. He sees everything, right? 
And when I think about people trying to hide things from God, I can think about a whole host of stories in the Bible, but one of them that, I, that comes to mind for me is one of the first stories that was ever in the Bible for us, right? One of the first stories, it happens in Genesis. It's the story of Adam and Eve. Many of us might know this story, right? So Adam is the first man that God creates. And soon after, God creates Eve as a companion for him. And it doesn't take long before they break the one rule that God gives to them, which is do not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And they can handle that, right? And so here's what happened. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they realized they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man, Where are you? He answered, I heard you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. This, to most of us, probably sounds like preposterous, right? You, You messed up. You hear God coming, so you hide? But but if we really think about it, it's not much different than you or I trying to hide something from God when we've messed up. We we try to keep secrets from God? Listen, in Hebrews 4.13 it says, And there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. And in Jeremiah 23, 24, we hear something similar. It says, Can anyone hide himself in secret places so I shall not see him, says the Lord? Do I not fill heaven and earth? God is everywhere. You can't hide anything from him, and you can't hide yourself from him either. So just like Adam and Eve attempting to keep family secrets from God is simply fruitless, no pun intended. And, you know, there are some, some pros and some cons to this idea that we can't hide anything from God. And the major con is that, well, no matter what we've done, God sees us. And the major pro is that no matter what we've done, God sees us. Listen, secrets in general are one thing, but family secrets are something else entirely. Why is that? Well, the truth is our families of origin, the people that we grew up living with, like our mom and our dad and our siblings, they greatly affect us. Those relationships greatly affect us, and those relationships have deep and long-lasting effects. We know that medical researchers as well as social scientific researchers have found that this is true, right? We can test these things. So uh, we know that negative childhood family environments have been associated with stress-related physical and 
and psychological health consequences across the lifespan. Really, all this means is that our negative family environments, our family environments, the things that we experience when we're younger and how we grow up in our household can affect us both physically as well as psychologically until adulthood, all throughout our life. And this doesn't have to be just while we're around our family. Oh no, we're seeing through research that this actually affects us in many circumstances, especially when we are faced with stress. So some researchers got together and they had some people tell uh, all about their childhood, right? And, and mark some things off and say, hey. And so they grouped these people into groups and they said, okay, these are the people that have said they had a really negative environment growing up. And these are the people that said they had mostly positive environment. And then they introduced the same stressful task to these people. And what they found is that the people who had negative family environments growing up found the same stressful task to be significant, statistically significantly more stressful than those who said they had positive family environments. And this is throughout the lifespan. These are adults, and they're not even around their family in those moments, right? And so what does this all boil down to? What we can see here is that family really matters. Our family life matters, and you can bet your bottom dollar that a lot of these negative environments that people are describing that they grew up in probably involved some family secrets. Because family secrets researchers have confirmed that people who grow up in families that have a greater number of secrets are much more dissatisfied with their family relationships. This makes sense, right? But it's not even just our immediate family of origin that can correspond to certain likely outcomes in our lives. There are patterns that could affect us that may reach back to previous generations in our families. Yes, it's clear that, that family secrets don't just affect the person keeping the secret. In a mysterious way, these secrets can pass down generation to generation when they're kept hidden. God warns us in the Bible that those secrets kept hidden pass on, like a black mold kept in the dark can spread. But it's not inevitable, as we'll see. These destructive patterns we're talking about are issues like alcoholism or pornography addictions, patterns like anger issues, abuse, or extramarital affairs. We see examples of this throughout the Bible, but one example that stands out to me involves Abraham, Isaac, and a whole host of men that come after them. And so this all starts in Genesis 26, okay? We see Abraham, you may have heard of him. He's like this hero of faith, right? He marries Sarah, and we're like, yeah, Abraham. But the problem with Abraham, of course, is that he's a sinful, fallen man, just like all of us are sinful and fallen. And that's not the real problem. The real problem is that he doesn't confess or admit it. He keeps it hidden, which keeps it infecting. And so it, there comes a time when Abraham and Sarah have to go to Egypt. And apparently Sarah is like a bit of a looker, okay? So Abraham's like a little nervous when he's going into Egypt that these men are going to try and kill him and try and take Sarah as their own wife. 
And so instead of trusting God and being honest, he lies. He uses deception. And he says, no, listen, this is my sister. And that deception becomes a problem because he keeps it hidden. So next up is Abraham's son, Isaac. And Isaac marries Rebekah. And Rebekah is also some sort of Jewish supermodel. Okay, so, so they're going into the land of the Philistines, and Isaac is like, oh man, I'm, I'm pretty nervous. These guys are probably going to kill me and take Rebecca. So he says, uh, no, she's my sister. Sounds familiar, huh? More deception. Then Isaac has Jacob, and Jacob gets the name deceiver. So you know he must be a real schemer, right? And Isaac deceives, and so uh, Jacob deceives his father Isaac into giving him his brother Esau's blessing, a double inheritance. And so now we're seeing that the deception, the sin, it's not just continuing, right? It's not just passing down, but it's growing. It's becoming more toxic, more lethal, and Jacob has 12 sons, the 12 tribes of Israel, right? And uh, his first 11 sons, they get real jealous of their younger brother, Joseph. And so they sell him into slavery in Egypt. And then they deceive their father into believing that he was killed by a lion. Are we seeing what's going on here, right? This deception this sin that is kept hidden is passed down generation to generation, and it continues as it's passed down. It continues to wreak havoc. Or perhaps it's not the issue itself that gets passed down, but it's the concealed secret in and of itself that ends up affecting lives and generations later. This is where my me-search comes in. So this is my grandmother. We'll see a picture of her, she's beautiful, huh? This is my mother's mother, Laureen. She was born in 1930 in the Deep South in a very different time. And despite all of the hardships, she was smart and she overcame and she fought for an education and she became an elementary school teacher. But in 1952, unmarried, she became pregnant with my mother. And her parents were able to help her out a whole lot. And so she overcame the odds. And even as a single mother, she was doing well. But just a few short years later, she was at a party. And to borrow her phrasing, she said that a man took advantage of her. And she soon became pregnant again. She became pregnant with a second daughter. And because she couldn't fathom burdening her parents with the responsibility of helping her with another child as a single mother. She decided to place that little girl up for adoption. And so with the help of her sister that was in San Antonio, they found a family to place that second daughter with. And so years went by, and as my mom grew up, she would from time to time hear inklings of her mother's secret daughter, my mom's secret sister. And my mom, Kathy, would beg my grandmother to please 
tell her the story. She longed to know the full story and longed to find her long-lost sister. But my grandmother refused to give her any details. And so years later, when my mom had me and my three sisters, we would sometimes hear about her longing to find her long-lost sister. And so when we grew up, we tried to help her. And we researched and researched, but at every turn, we found dead ends. And so you see here that we could see how it was affecting my mother. We could see the toll that it was taking on her. Three generations affected by secret. And, and this is not uncommon. We're not alone. Many people experience things just like that. And so you might be asking, okay, I get it. Secrets matter. But like, what's the big deal? What's the big picture here? The big deal is that with all these family secrets, secrets like my grandmother's and really family secrets of all types, these secrets come with big consequences. We know from research and many of us from personal experience that secrets can destroy trust. They can cause deep division and lead to a lack of intimacy. All things we don't want in our lives in general, but certainly things we wouldn't want in our families, right? Imagine being the odd man out in your sibling group where all your brothers and sisters are keeping something from you. Or imagine that you feel really close to your parents and then years later you find out that they kept something from you, something crucial for all those years. It's, it's not a good feeling. And it leads to a lot more, well, not so good feelings. Secrets and the deception that comes along with them oftentimes can eat us alive. They consume us in ways that leave us unable to relate in ways that we used to. In some cases, we're left feeling like the people we're supposed to, that are supposed to love us best don't truly know us because we're keeping a secret from them, which makes us feel like they're missing this important piece of the puzzle. And this is a big problem because there's this universal desire in every single one of us. There's this desire to be seen and to be known and to be loved. We want to be known and we want to be loved. And often when we're hiding things, we have secrets that seem to keep people from truly knowing us. And so then we feel like they can't truly love us because if they really knew all of the truth, maybe it would disqualify us from their love. Maybe if they really knew you well, if they knew all that was hidden, they wouldn't truly love you. Maybe they just wouldn't approve. These secrets, especially the generational ones, they're truly a vicious cycle of negative outcomes. Unless we end the pattern. Unless we break free. And that, my friends, brings us to my favorite scripture. Because God has promised us that we can be free. And John 8, 36 says, and this is Jesus speaking. He says, so if the Son sets you free, you are truly free. So if the Son sets you free, you are truly free. And sure, there's context there, and, and that's important. And there's, there are also many other scriptures with that same sentiment, but... What I love is the simplicity of that scripture. 
I love that Jesus is stating this so clearly and so boldly and unabashedly, right? He's very clear here. So if the sun sets you free, you are truly free. There's freedom in even the simplicity of the words. Hiding secrets can make us feel bound, make us feel like prisoners. And if that's true, then we can imagine what it would feel like to rid ourselves of such a weight, to walk in freedom. But how do we get there? If, if that freedom that Jesus is speaking of is our goal, what do we do with all these family secrets? Whether we're keeping the secrets or whether we sense some secrets hidden underneath the surface. That was the case for me. I know, more me search. When I was growing up, my mother always told me and my sisters that she moved to San Antonio because she wanted to be a flight attendant and there were job opportunities there. And, um, and so we always just took that. Here's my mom around that time when she came to San Antonio. Beautiful, huh? Yeah. And so all our lives, we just accepted that as truth. But cut to me in my 20s, I started to notice that whenever we were watching something that depicted domestic violence on television, my mom would make little comments. They were just little comments, sometimes nonchalant, but I started to take notice. And so one day in particular, we were watching a movie on TV. I think it was a Lifetime movie, to be honest. And, uh, And there was a scene where a man hit his girlfriend so hard that she fell to the floor. And I watched as my mom looked on quietly, and I heard her say, when that happened to me, I saw stars. And so I asked her what she meant. And with some coaxing, she finally told me the story. She said that when she was 22, she was dating a man who had a violent streak. And there came a time one day when he finally hit her so hard that she fell to the floor and she knew she had to get out of that relationship. And so she broke up with him and she left him, but he just couldn't let her go. And so he began to harass her and stalk her, so much so that she had to give up her job. And so she felt like the only way to escape him was to move. And so she and her best friend moved to St. Louis but he found them there. And so she had to move again, and this time she moved to San Antonio. And he found her there too. And he continued to harass her, and to stalk her, and to call her. One day she came out of work and her car was gone. He had stolen it. And so during that time, my mom met my dad, and they became best friends, and he helped her through all of that chaos. And as you can imagine, later they ended up falling in love and getting married. But you see, all of that trauma, the story of my mom's experience with domestic violence and the chaos that ensued because of it, was kept hidden from me and my sisters for most of our lives. And if it never came to light, we would have never understood why my dad was so concerned 
with this, our, me and my sister's significant other's demeanors. He was always very concerned about these guys' demeanors. If, if I never learned the truth about my mother's experience, I wouldn't understand why my dad felt the need to say to my now husband while we were first dating, yeah, you're probably not an axe murderer. <laughs> no, he, he said to him, you are probably not an axe murderer. And I was like, you're going to scare him off. Thank goodness he didn't. And luckily, thankfully, we're married now and expecting our first baby in just a few weeks. Yeah, yeah, we're excited. But if that all didn't come to light, I wouldn't have truly understood my dad's concerns. Because secrets affect the way that we behave. They affect our lives even if we don't understand how. And understanding my mom's history helped me make sense of the root of my dad's concerns. And for some, that's exactly how freedom will come. Quite simply through revealing that which has been concealed for far too long. Often we simply need to trust that those who truly love us will still love us once the truth is revealed. Especially if given the time to work through all that that secret means for them and for those that they love. But we can't take that task on too hastily. It could be that some of the secrets that have been concealed are real doozies. Ones that have painful consequences attached and affect the people around us greatly. That's why we're keeping the secret in the first place, but don't think that keeping the secret keeps us from the consequences of the secret. Ultimately, bringing our secrets into God's light causes less damage relationally to those closest to us and to our children and to their children. Keeping them hidden keeps them infecting others. Coming forward may be best, and it may also be best that that secret revelation come with a mediator, some third party like a counselor or a pastor or any comforting presence that will make all involved feel safe and supported in that situation. And so it may be a best next step for you to seek out groups for a fair recovery or a recovery group for addictions or a recovery group for sexual abuse. Zach told me that you guys do have a group like that called Breaking the Silence. It may be important that as you begin to uncover what's been concealed, that you seek out anything that will help you with the healing process. And perhaps you're saying, share my truth. <laughs> Easy for you to say, Camille, you don't know my secret. I can't do this. I, I can understand how you feel, but God has something to say about that too. In Philippians 4.13, it says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And just because that scripture may feel overused, just because it's like crocheted into every one of your grandma's doilies and etched onto every like rocking chair at the Cracker Barrel, it doesn't take away the truth of that scripture, right? Because maybe you're saying, listen, I don't have the strength to share my secret. I can't do it. And you're right, maybe I don't know you. I don't know your secret, but I do know our God. And he says that he provides the strength, that he provides all of the courage, everything that you will need to overcome. 
And he is also our provider of grace. And that's key for us. For some of you, you may be on the other side of this. You may be saying, listen, I'm not concealing any secrets. And like, if my family does have some secrets, I don't even want to know about it because I don't know now. And it's, it's not really even affecting me. And it may feel like ignorance is bliss, but many times this is not actually the case. Because as I've said, secrets may be affecting you in ways you don't even realize. And if you know that the people you love most, that you love dearly, can experience freedom from chains that have bound them, possibly for years, by sharing with you in love, wouldn't you want them to be free? But how can you detect whether there's a family secret hidden by time and silence? I'd say there are four steps you could take. You should first start by praying and asking God. He will show you. Jeremiah 33.3 says, Call to me, and I will answer you, and I will tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. God is faithful when we seek him. Next, be willing to bring everything into the light. With God and a few trusted people, if you're hiding the secret yourself. We hear this in the book of 1 John in the Bible. It says this, This is the message we heard from Jesus and now declare to you. God is light and there is no darkness in him at all. So we are lying if we say we have fellowship with God but go on living in spiritual darkness. We are not practicing the truth. But if we are living in the light as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we claim we have no sin, we are only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. Sharing with trusted people and beginning a process of confession helps bring things to light so that we can seek freedom and forgiveness. You can also ask others in your family about family secrets with grace, helping them come into the light of God's forgiveness. It may be that there were simply, they were simply looking for a prompting. They may have been wanting to unburden themselves for a long time, but they didn't know how or where to begin. For example, in a safe place, at an appropriate time, you might begin by asking a parent or an aunt questions like, growing up, what were some things you loved about your family? What were some things you didn't love? Were there any patterns you saw growing up that you didn't want to repeat when you began raising your own family? Were there any things you found out about your family that surprised you or that you believe deeply affected you? Questions like these can help you on the journey to bringing things into the light. And last, you must consider the need to turn from secret sins. There's power in renouncing and turning away from the sins of our ancestors. It breaks the chain from passing on because God is merciful. With that said, it's true that there may be some secrets that won't do any good by being shouted from the rooftops or told to family and friends if they will in no way affect those folks. But it's also true that sharing them in some capacity will be freeing for the keeper. Whether you talk to a counselor or a pastor or you use writing to help you get the tale out, you don't have to decide what the best route is on your own. Pray to God and ask for his guidance. Ask for discernment. 
This will be crucial. Remember this, your story matters. It could be that revealing your secret and sharing your story can make a world of difference in the lives of others. Your story is a part of his story. And every part of your story can be used for his glory. Most families have secrets, and whether we know it or not, those secrets can deeply affect what we do and who we are. End the pattern. Walk in the freedom God promises us. Don't focus on what others might think of you because the consequences could be dire. Instead, deny yourself and share your story because you never have to try to hide things from God, and you never have to hide yourself from God. He knows you, and he loves you. Your secret or your family's secret may seem pretty scary in the dark, but in the light, God brings healing. In the case of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and his sons, it took Joseph seeking God, staying faithful, not deceiving, but telling the truth. And God brought all the deception to light through Joseph. Jacob and the 11 brothers turned from their secret sins, and God healed them. And God even used it for the blessing of Egypt. We can bring secrets into the light and kill the deadly disease so it doesn't pass down. And in the case of my grandmother and the child that she placed for adoption, well, she chose to keep concealing. But you see, fate, or God, as it were, stepped in. Because my mother is a praying woman, and she never gave up hoping and praying that she would somehow find out the full truth. And something sort of amazing happened. You see, my dad is a pastor in San Antonio, and one day he invited a guest speaker to come and speak at his church. And that guest speaker invited one of his co-workers to come and hear him speak. And wouldn't you know it, but that co-worker was my mother's secret sister, my grandmother's other daughter. And when she walked through the church doors, my mom recognized her because through our research, what we had found was a single picture of her sister. Her name is Mary. And so when she walked through the doors, my mom texted me and my sisters in a group text, and she simply wrote, my sister is here. And after church, my mom followed her out to see what she knew. And Mary didn't even know she had been adopted. More family secrets, huh? Here they are on that day. This is my mom meeting her secret sister. Oh, I love about this photo is that you can see my grandmother in the background. She's there in the hat. Not shocked, are we? And in this moment, she has no idea that she has just sat in the same room that the daughter she had given up over 50 years before was sitting in the same room with her. And God began to work. And so my mom got to know Mary, and my grandmother got to know Mary, and we began having holidays together, and Mary joined my dad's church, and my mom and Mary sing in the praise team together. And it's all because things were brought into the light. 
And it was all so exciting for my mother. And, and when I went to my grandmother and I asked her if I could share this story, I just knew that she would say no, because she's a very private person. But without hesitation, she said, yes. And I have to believe that that's because she finds freedom in the telling of it. So if the sun sets you free, you are truly free. We were never meant to, to walk and live in hiding. We were always meant to walk in freedom. We pray with me. Oh, Lord Jesus, we just thank you so much that you are truth, that you are light, and that you offer us freedom. God, for the things that seem too high to climb, for the things that seem like we could never overcome them, for every barrier that we say, it's too difficult, God, you say, but I can make it happen. I can get you across that barrier. God, we just thank you that that's who you are. God, I pray right now that whatever this message may have stirred, that you wouldn't let us just walk away and forget it, that you wouldn't let us just bury it. God, that you would be so faithful, that you would give us the courage and the strength that you promise, that whatever our next steps are, we will honor them. We won't keep living in darkness. We won't keep living in fear. We will break the chains. We won't let it pass down to another generation. God, we trust you. It's in your name we pray. Amen.